Hey, this is Jewel Bajavarapu, and you're listening to the Fertility Life Coach Podcast, Episode 22. Welcome to the Fertility Life Coach Podcast, a show for smart, type A millennial women who want to get pregnant without the emotional roller coaster. If you want to learn how coaching can relieve stress and balance your hormones, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Jewel Bejavarpu, and I am an infertility and IVF warrior, as well as a certified life and holistic health coach. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey friends, welcome to this week's podcast episode. How are you all doing? I am doing so great. And this week I'm super excited because I have a fellow life coach, Amy Watson from Smooth Stones Coaching on here to talk about miscarriage and infant loss. One in four women have had a miscarriage, which is so many, and yet we're not talking about this nearly enough. It is still so taboo and secretive. So I want to kind of rip that bandaid off today and talk about it. So today we're going to talk about it, and I know so many of you have reached out wanting to learn more about how to cope with the grief and tragedy of miscarriage and how to recover and move forward on your fertility journey. So Amy is that person who's going to help us. She helps moms who have experienced the loss of a baby learn the skills they need to truly find joy in their life again. Joy doesn't mean you're happy all the time. She has two babies in heaven. Lauren was stillborn at full term and River passed away at 14 weeks. Amy has six living children, including two rainbow babies. She also loves tackling DIY projects, hanging out with her family, and always has a quote from the office ready for any situation. So Amy, welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do in your own words? Yeah, so... I am a coach. I trained at the life coach school, which is where you trained also, right? Yes. So I am a mom and I am a coach and I help women who have been through the loss of a baby at any stage. So no matter how early or late that you've lost your baby, um, I want to help because I've been through that experience and it's really hard. And I think that the tools that we teach in coaching are they're just so helpful in helping us heal and grow and let go of a lot of the pain that we carry after the loss of a child. So yeah. And for me, I just, yeah, I love helping people. Um, I've been really involved in helping women who have lost babies for eight years. Actually, my daughter's birthday is in just a few days um, and she would be turning eight. And since then I've done a lot of a lot of different projects to help people, but I think coaching is one of the most powerful ways that that I can help people because yeah, it's just so emotional and but there is so much hope for healing. And that's what I wanna tell women who've been through a loss. Yeah, that is so true. That's what I love about coaching as well. Like there's so much possibility, there's so much hope for healing. Like it doesn't have to be this way forever. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So like, what was your fertility journey? Like, I know you have eight kids, six that are living two rainbow babies. Like how did, how did they all come about? Yeah. So I am very lucky that we just, we got married pretty young. Um, I was 
a week away from turning 21. And we waited a little bit while I graduated from university, but I was pregnant when I graduated. We didn't have any trouble getting pregnant. And I feel really um, lucky that that we didn't have to struggle with that. But we had four little girls um, kind of right in a row. And then we took a little break. And we're, when we decided we're ready, we want more. I'd always wanted a big family. I always wanted six children. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we took a little break and then um, we're able to get pregnant again with our fifth girl. It took a little longer than the other times, which is kind of funny. Um, and then we, yeah, we got right up to the end. Everything was ready to go. Car seat was in the car, like clothes had been washed. Grandma was there. She flew in from Canada to visit and help us when we had the baby. Um, And then, yeah, I just didn't feel her kicking. And, you know, long story short, we went into the hospital, found out that she did not have a heartbeat anymore and went on to be induced. And we got to meet her and she's Mm. beautiful, perfect. And we got to spend a little bit of time with her. and then, yeah, we buried her next to my husband's sister who had passed away. And yeah, that's just a whole other story. But um, pretty soon after that, I just, I think I really felt like, well, I don't really have control. You know, I think it's kind of funny. I'm sure yeah. you see this where people think there's this whole family planning, like as if you have <laughs> a say in what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just, it's. Yeah. So I was just like, well, whatever happens, happens. And, you know, I had a full nursery, uh, brand new crib, everything. Um, and we just, we didn't want to replace Lauren, but that feeling of wanting to try again was really strong. Um, so we were able to get pregnant a few months later. And so that year of my life, so after losing my daughter and being pregnant again was, I would say the hardest year of my life. Yeah. What made it so hard? Just, it ended up, and this happens for a lot of people who lose a pregnancy. It seems like you're due like exactly a year later, or, you know, the milestones are really close together. So for us, because I had lost the baby so far along, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like there was any safe zone. Yeah. And because the pregnancy had been like really boring and no warnings, no nothing. Um, it's just really scary. So figuring out grieving, managing like the fear of something happening and yeah. yeah. How, how did you grieve? How did you manage that fear? I think that's like so important to hear from other people, especially you as being a coach and like learning, knowing how to do this, um, probably saved you some unnecessary suffering in the process. Well, and that's what I tell people. I, I didn't, know about coaching back then. And so I wish that's what I try to be for my clients is like exactly what I wish I would have had. Um, I did have a therapist and she was great to let me talk and like kind of get out my feelings and, and different things. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really scary. I think what you have to do, something that really helps at least in pregnancy after loss is, like taking it day by day and not getting ahead of yourself and mm-hmm. really in grief and in pregnancy after loss, I think it's really important to, I call it like bring in your circle. Just like you got to grief kind of does this on its own for you. It mm-hmm. like makes your world really small and you realize 
what's actually important and what is just so not important. Right. So, and I say the same thing. So if you're grieving or if you're struggling in a pregnancy after loss, just like really bring it down to what's important and do that on purpose. Just be like, you know what? I'm going to say no to anything that, that I don't want to do. Like, and you don't really have to have a reason, but just like your family, your mental health, um, your physical health, right? Because there's kind of this just like go, go, go mentality in our society, right? So even if you had a miscarriage, you know, a lot of people will categorize it like, oh, I was only six weeks, but it's like you delivered a tiny baby or you went through surgery or you, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. you have to just be so gentle on yourself, like give yourself so much compassion and give yourself time to heal. Yes. That is so important. Like that time and like doing the work and like letting you feeling those emotions and setting those boundaries. That's super important. Um, so like how did, like, what made you decide? And I think we touched upon this a little bit, but like how, what made you decide to help women who have experienced miscarriage and infant loss? Yeah. Well, like I said, I have done a lot of things like sew little blankets and make little tiny hats and just have been in support groups. And you just start to see like, it's kind of the same struggles, right? Mm -hmm. And so for example, like when you lose a baby, so many people feel really, really isolated. Like you feel like you're the only one and that nobody understands. And so the first reason I wanted to help people is to have them know like there's somebody that understands and gets it. And even if I haven't been in your exact situation, like I've heard in enough stories and seen um, know enough people that I'm going to be able to understand. And I think that's kind of unique. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think your coach has to have been in your exact shoes, but when you're talking about something that's so personal, like your child died inside your own body right? Like having someone who knows what it's like um, and who gets it without having to explain it, I think is just really helpful. So yeah, I just, I just have a place in my heart for it ever since, you know, we've been through it and, and I just really felt, I guess, called, like you could say, I felt called to, to do it and to help other women. So they don't have to struggle like as much as I did when I didn't have the help that I probably needed. Yeah, totally. And I think it's so important, like coaching around, like the coaching that I do around infertility, infertility, coaching around baby loss. It's like these taboo topics that are so prevalent in our society. And yet like the support is not as much as it needs to be like. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure with infertility too, you understand like, there's a lot of overlap with loss and infertility and also mm-hmm. that feeling of it's like everyone's pregnant and it's so easy yeah. for everyone. And like, that's all you can see. And so just having someone to say, like, just help guide you through that and you don't yeah. have to do it by yourself. Like, I think, well, you probably agree. Like, I just think everyone needs a coach to just yeah. cheer them through this. Yeah, totally. 100% agree. Um, and you talked a little bit about like, you know, a baby has died in your body and like, I haven't experienced personally a miscarriage. I I haven't 
had a positive pregnancy test yet either, but, um, like how do not fall into the shame? Cause I could only imagine like putting myself in those shoes and hearing from clients who have experienced miscarriage, like the judgment, the self-shaming, all that things like feeling response, like taking on responsibility for it. Like, how do you heal from that or move past or like deal with all those feelings? Yeah. Well, and I have to say, I want to make sure I'm including everyone. Like a loss is a loss. So if you lost a little embryo in a lab, you know, it's still a loss. I don't ever want to say like a loss is a loss and we don't need to compare them. Um, 100%. So I think it really takes work and you have to be intentional about blaming yourself. But I would just encourage people to understand that like, it's not your fault. Like whatever you're struggling with, it's not your fault. I think it's just women and mothers. Like we just, especially when it has to do with our babies, we're just going to blame ourselves if anything happens, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's Mm -hmm. the littlest thing or like the most tragic thing, we're going to blame ourselves, but there's just no upside to doing that. There's no need. It feels really necessary. Like what, how I explain it is when things are so out of control, our brain just wants control. Like it wants an explanation because you feel Mm -hmm. like you'll feel better if there's a reason why this happened. And so the easiest reason, like the easiest target is just me. Like it has to be my fault. Right. But just recognizing, taking a step back and being like, no, like this just happens. Like, unfortunately, this is a reality of being a human. Like some people have a hard time getting pregnant. Some people have a hard time staying pregnant. Um, Sometimes you do all the right things and your baby still dies. And also sometimes people do all the wrong things and their baby lives. Like it just is the world we live in. I think accepting that bad things happen and we don't have to love it, but we don't have to blame or shame ourselves when it does happen. And you, you really have to make a conscious decision because like when our daughter died, my first thought was, oh my gosh, we went on a bumpy ride, you know, Mm -hmm. or I, Mm -hmm. I was doing this. Did I, why didn't I notice? Why didn't I, why wasn't I counting kicks? Why didn't we induce last week? Which there's no reason, like none of it, but it's just your, just be like, that's just my brain trying to make sense of something that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. And so have compassion for yourself in that. And I think what you mentioned about how that's like what our brains do is they try to control, they try to make sense. And it like, sometimes it just doesn't serve us because like some things are really like, even within fertility, sometimes it's just really unknown. Like sometimes, you know, you just, we just don't know. Like, and that's okay. You know, but it's like watching that inclination and like giving yourself a lot of grace for sure. Yeah. Um, so like, what is like kind of the number one thing you work with your clients on to like help them heal? Like what kind of strategies could you give us? Um, number one, I mean, there's a lot, I think, like I was saying, even if you're grieving a loss or you're pregnant after a loss, I think the first and most important thing I teach my clients is to allow for those emotions. Like yes. I think we have in our society this idea that grief is bad, mm-hmm. right? And we also have this idea, the idea, um, you know, that grief is sadness, 
and it's a problem that we need to fix. Mm-hmm. Right. And so not only are we feeling sad, but we're like, we shouldn't be feeling this way. Right. So we're kind of like blaming and layering and like wondering if we're doing it wrong and judging ourselves in our own grief. Yes. So just again, tons of compassion and patience with yourself. And then understand that this is just part of life. Like when you love someone, and I think, you know, there's this quote that says, grief is just love with nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Right. When we love people, we're going to be sad when they die. Yeah. Right. And so learning even how to make friends with grief and how to just recognize like it isn't a problem. And that takes work because like I said, that our society thinks things should be easy and happy all the time, mm-hmm. um, but it's not. And so I think the more we can accept that some things are hard and some things take work and we wouldn't ever choose them. Um, but if we can just allow for it, I mean, the journey is just like a million times easier. Cause we're not fighting it. Yes. I was just going to say like, got to stop fighting those emotions and that's in the grief. Cause we focus a lot on grief and infertility as well. And that's why I tell all of my clients, like you're resisting it. You're reacting to it. You're fighting it. Like, let's not fight it. Let's just be sad and grieve it and like process it. And then like, know that nothing's gone wrong. You're just experiencing what it's like to be a human in the 50% of life. That's not so fun. Yeah. And I'm sure you talk about this too. Yeah. It's just like, and we have this idea, if I let myself, like if I let myself go down that road, like I'll never recover, but the opposite is true. Yeah. That's what I say too. It's like, if you're scared, if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling sad and you're, if you just let yourself feel it it passes through so much faster. And like I said, you can just bring it with you, like bring the grief, bring the fear, you know, it's not a Mm -hmm. problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like with that fear, what, you know, how would you, what would you say to uh, like a woman who's trying again for another baby after having a miscarriage or having, you know, some sort of loss? Well, I would say a lot of things, but again, just like number one, compassion. And then knowing that that fear is your brain doing its job. Um, You've been through a loss, like, you know, this can happen. This is your reality. Mm -hmm. And so your brain is just trying to protect you because it senses a danger, right? So, in some ways, that fear, you can say is exactly what's supposed to be happening. But a lot of people have the idea, and again, same, tons of overlap here. We have this idea that pregnancy should be easy, exciting, joyful, like fun. Yes, that we should be like just running out and buying all the things, or we shouldn't be cautious, you know, that we should just like be all in and be naive. I think a lot of people want to be naive. They think, being pregnant when you're naive is better than where I am now, right? And so it's this whole idea, something's gone wrong. And so on top of being scared because you've been through something, 
you're also feeling like everything is out of order. Everything's just, yeah, it's all going wrong. Mm-hmm. So I really try to show people that, no, you've been through something and you've learned from it and you've experienced it. And again, it's not something you chose, but you do have choices now. Yeah. So can you take what you've been through? Can you take these lessons and can you stop resisting the reality of the fact that you're going through a pregnancy after a loss and a pregnancy after loss is different than a pregnancy without a loss. Yeah. 100%. So yeah, I think that that's, I mean, it sounds like maybe simple, but it's huge just to say, yeah, this is a different experience, but it's not better. Like the other way isn't better. I'd really question the thought that it's better to be naive. It would be better if it was easy because that's really painful. Yeah. And that's like the thought I come across all the time in my coaching as well. Is that like, it would be better if I could get pregnant within six months. It would be better if I got pregnant my first try. It would be better if I wasn't taking me three years to get pregnant. It'd be better if I, you know, hadn't had the IVF fail. Like everything is like, and that thought is you're right. It's just not serving us super painful and like, doesn't help us move forward and be more of like who we are and show up how we want to show up in our lives. Yeah. Cause we want to be present. Like that's what so many of my pregnancy after loss clients are like, I, they want to enjoy the pregnancy, Yeah, but they're so in their head about what it's supposed to look like mm-hmm. that they can't be present. So we just create our own result right? We create exactly what we don't want. Exactly. Um, So just like being aware of it, noticing it, not judging it, but saying like, huh, maybe I could wiggle this thought that, that this isn't how it's supposed to be. And just be like, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how it was always going to be. Oh, I love that. And I use that with my clients all the time. It's like, we just didn't think it was going to be like this, but this is always going to happen. Yeah. And like, that I think is so comforting because it's not, it's just like, oh, there's no problem. It's just my, my thought, just my brain just thought it was going to look one way and and actually never was going to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. So how can people work with you, Amy? How can people find you on social media and learn more about what you do and who you help? Yeah. So my business, like you said, is called smooth stones coaching. So it's smoothstonescoaching.com. And then my Instagram is amy.smoothstonescoaching. I'm mostly on Instagram. I do have a Facebook page also called smoothstonescoaching. Um, but yeah, follow me on Instagram. And then I have a podcast. Called yes. Smooth. What's your podcast? It's called Smooth Stones. I try to keep it pretty simple. Oh, I love it. Um, right. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it comes from a story that I I heard once that I love a description of grief and just how at the beginning it's really pokey and really painful, but with work and with time becomes um, smooth. And so that's what I, that's oh, what I, I try to. I love that because it's not like it disappears and it's not like it, but just like changes shape. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so good. Wonderful. Amy, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay. We'll talk later. Bye. If you love this podcast and if you have liked what you have heard so far, I would love it if you could leave me a five-star rating and review. 
Reviews help others find this podcast and help them get the strategies that they need to thrive during infertility. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another episode. If you want to take this work to a deeper level, then I have the perfect coaching program for you. Go to www.simplyjewel.com forward slash empowered infertility to learn more about my signature one-on-one coaching program. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fertility Life Coach Podcast. See you next time.